So there's a particular human being that mm-hmm. I think needs to be mentioned. Oh, okay. In our, and we'll use we'll use first names. I don't okay. want to like blast. Well, he has a very common last name, so like oh. good <laughs> good fucking luck. Oh, okay, now I know who it to, is. Trying to um find him. Okay, but it's definitely need to give some recognition to Blake. Y'all, oh, a hard hard percentage. Hard hard large percentage. Hard large percentage. <laughs> yes, um, Blake, or as we like to call him, Blake the Snick. <laughs> with ease and eyes. Um yeah. he has been a massive help to Huge. getting this podcast started. So I thought that we should take time to recognize him. He started up the website for us yes. and he helped us even find he actually was the one who suggested Anchor. Yeah, he did. Yeah, because he had like a whole list of oh, you guys want to do a podcast? Here's all, all the, the things. things that you need. Because he's a 10 out of 10 human. Yes. Well, he started a podcast mm-hmm. with Briefly. your husband. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that kind of, that fizzled out because of just life. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he had. Both of them are very busy. He also lent us this equipment. Yeah. So, so the reason that you can hear our voices so beautifully and crystal clear is because of the podcasting equipment and the microphones. The microphones, which yeah. God knows how much these things cost. I don't want to think about it. I don't. <laughs> That's I baby the shit out of them. I don't know if you've noticed. But just, yeah, uh, I, when, when uh, I'm done with them, I, I just, I don't put them away. I actually hang mm-hmm. them up over here on this desk. For safety. Because I don't want to wreck them. Because he, he yes. even said, he was like, if you break anything, don't worry about it. And I'm like, Blake. <laughs> no. No, I'm going to feel so bad. <laughs> no, that'll be a big no. That'll be a huge... So he lent us the equipment because he's a super awesome human being. He's like, I'm not using it. Just threw it on a bag mm-hmm. for me. And so he went through and told us all the steps to get started. And it was funny because I was like, oh, no, we did like more. All of those things. Almost all of those things. <laughs> he was like, oh, shit. oh, you guys are actually serious about this. It's like, oh, no. Very much so. The, Very much the spooky so. bitches is happening. So yes. he he did all that. And then I went to his place. Mm hmm. Friday night and just was like, let's work on the website. And he's like, okay. Cool. So we just sat down. <laughs> I love it. He's so, he's so funny. And it's, he's the best. He, he, oh, he also, the music. Yes. That you he, hear. he designed and created the music for us. And we, we told him kind of what we wanted. And he was like, boom, done. Yes. And it was hysterical because he has his first degree in music production. Yes. Yes. If that's wrong, he'll correct us. He'll text us and be like, you dumb. <laughs> He won't say dumb. He'll be like, oh, it's actually... <laughs> Excuse me. He'll be really nice about it. He'll be super nice because he's so nice. And so we messaged him because we were like, man, we want like theme music. We want spooky yeah. ass music to go with our shit. So we contacted him and we were like, hey, like you, you're you a human that do the music. Musical human. M- musical human. Can you do a thing? He was like, yeah, like what do you what do you want? And so we yeah. kind of... We kind of told him what, what we wanted. He's like, all right, I'll get back to you in like a little. He said like a week or so. Yeah. And it was like two days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, oh, yeah, I've, I realized I really miss doing this because every time we'd be like, hey, can we do this instead? He'd be like, yeah, I'll get back with you. And it was like it, same day. It was same day <laughs> bullshit. Like he was like, I really, actually, I really, I really like doing this. Yeah. So he, he came up with the music and he gave us like four different themes, five different themes, yeah. five different ones. Yep. And then you and I were like. Both we both picked we mm-hmm. both picked two, but we ended up picking like number one. Yeah, both of us. So we were like, we're going with that. Yeah. And then he was like, all right. He's like, but I, I want to do some different variations. But we were like, we're so in love with it. How can you do different variations? Right. How can it be any better? Yeah. It got better. It did. Yes. Because it went from being a a, str- a single string instrument to yeah. being the string orchestra that right. you hear. Yep. 
And we it's both great. lost our fucking minds because we, we were did. like, it's so great. Oh, my God. I think I played that for every person that entered my house um, <laughs> and people that I was just like, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. Listen to this. Like, it, like it I don't crazy. give a fuck about you. Listen to yeah, this. Yeah, I was like, I don't give a shit what you're going through. Listen to this thing. So it's it's great. It's I still good. It's like every time I make the episodes in the builder, I will mm-hmm. listen to the whole thing. I'm like, it's, it's, it's so nice. It's so great. So He's definitely done all this for us, and he's still, as of as of now, as we're recording this, the website's still not done because we still are missing a few pieces here yes. and there. So he's been helping us with that, and he's just the best. He's ten. He was so funny when I was down there mm-hmm. Friday. He he has bad hearing. Yes, right. Yes, he do. He he doesn't listen to music loudly. He just listens to music because we had a conversation because I was like, turn down your fucking music if you're hearing your shit. And he was like, it has nothing to do with how loud. He goes, it's how long he's been listening yep. to music. So I was like, oh. So I found this. I was on TikTok and I found this ear hearing. How old is your hearing? Is oh. basically what it was. And oh, so, I hate that. So when he and I were talking, I was like, oh, oh, oh. Because we all make fun of him about this. Yes, we do. Because we all make fun of him and tell him he's 85 and he's our age. He's, so He just turned 30. Yes, he yes, did. he just turned yeah. 30. So Sweet boy. Sweet, sweet boy. So... Small, small boy knows nothing <laughs> except to nap. So that's a TikTok. So yes, it is. So, so I told him I was like, oh, 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 I want you to do, I want you to do this hearing test because it tells oh. you the age of your hearing. And he goes, I don't want to fail another <laughs> test. I like the way he said it. I didn't do it any justice, but the way he said it, I just lost my fucking mind. Because no, I can hear it in my brain in Blake's voice. <laughs> so we did. How old is your hearing? I have spot on twenty six year old hearing. Yeah, he just turned thirty, and his hearing is thirty eight. Old boy, old boy, old hears. hearing boy. Old. <laughs> <laughs> can't do any listen. Can't, can't listen. So. Because it's funny, because I'll, I'll, like, anytime he's listening to something, mm-hmm. he turns it on. I'm like, can you turn that down? Jesus, we're not all 85. And he's like, shut up. <laughs> but he's so great. He puts up with us. He do. I don't know how he manages, but he does. He does. Like, he literally. He does well, too. Yes, he takes so, it with stride. I don't yeah. think there's actually been a point. I've come really close uh-huh. to really aggravating the fuck out of him, but he yeah. he he handles it. He handles it like a champ. He does every single time. He's just like, no, it's fine. Everything's okay. Like I can see sometimes when I ask him something or we're around and like we do something, the like point two seconds it takes for him to be like, I'm gonna fucking kill him, and then it's like, no, everything's okay. <laughs> you can just see it in his eyes. He's like, no, it's fine. <laughs> That's my favorite. I love just... He's the best. He's, I love twerking his... It's just... Uh, and even even when he... Like, he's like, no, you just do it. I'm like, anxiety dictates, please. <laughs> he's so great with coding, too. He yeah. made... He's working on the website for us, but I also know how to code websites. So he wrote a script uh-huh. to download the website like yep. the download that information yep. and we got into a thing about it and i was like well i know like i understand building a website but i was like i don't understand the script so we were trying to work through it and i was like anxiety dictates do uh-huh. this then that so he wrote another script he's like all right run this script do your edits run that script and then you're fine i was like oh thank yeah. you you're so kind yeah. you're so fucking yeah. great instead of having to he ended up fixing it so instead of having to pull it from the website intentionally to where it would be something different on 
the website server. versus your computer. Right. Like it would just all do it in one, one. so you didn't even have to worry about that. Yep. And it was great. It was it was so good. He's so he's like, All right, just I'll just make this better for you. Yeah. And he's just he's just like that. Cause yeah. even even I asked him for help on something, um oh, fixing the sponsorship. It mm-hmm. was so loud yeah. for a little while. And I didn't know that because Anchor doesn't let you pre-listen to that along with your entire episode. So yeah. I asked him about that, like, offhandedly. Mm-hmm. And the next day, he shoots me an email. He's like, hey, like, I downloaded that section for you. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. Uh, yeah, why are great. you so nice? He's the best. So Get I, yourself a Blake if you don't have one. Like, definitely a lovely human that... And super IT. Yes. And the best. And the best. He's yeah. so great. So, Blake Blake also listens to our podcast. Yes, he does. So, hello, he's, Blake. He's so great. So, hi, Blake. <laughs> We just wanted to give you recognition yeah. that you have definitely helped us a just unbelievable amount. And also made our startup costs like almost next to nothing. Almost nothing. So, so that's really cool. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. You're great. The best. We appreciate you. So much. Thanks for the chicken nuggets also. I didn't get any and I'm fucking mad. <laughs> just, just so you know, man. <laughs> yeah, because you whine about food and he's like, what do you want? And I'm like, oh. Yeah, that too. I was on the phone. He just takes care of people. I was on the phone with Isabel working mm-hmm. out the pictures. Yeah. And I called her and I was like, hey, this is got to like, this is going to mm-hmm. be a quick phone call because my phone's on 5%. Yeah. He gets up and he starts moving around and I don't even like pay, pay attention, attention to, to him. Because yeah. he's just doing his own thing. I don't know what he's doing. So I'm on the phone talking and all of a sudden he's in my face and he's handing me a fucking phone charger for yep. my phone. And I'm like, which, thanks, sweetie. Which like, like, in, like thinking yeah. about it, that is so... That's um, so nice. That's so amazing that, yes. like, someone's having a conversation, like, my phone's dying, and his first instinct is to stop what he's doing, right. get an extension cord, uh-huh. get a charger cord, plug it up next to me, and then hand it to me. Right. And For, I was and like... he doesn't even have the same kind of phone you do, so it's a different charger completely than what he has. Yes. So he had to go get that yeah. and then hand it to me, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, you're so nice! And I think I was like, thank you, sweetie! He was like, shut the <laughs> fuck up! That sounds like y'all... <laughs> Yes, because I always call him the housewife because yes. he's so nice. And yeah. just so like, oh, what do you want to eat? Or do you need tissues? And I'm uh-huh. like, oh my God. Yeah, he's great. He's great. 10 out of 10. Best human. Best human. But you want to so. know what's, what's also great? What? Scary stories. <laughs> the best things yes uh, uh these are not so great no these these, these are gonna be like buckle buckle in your seatbelt and your booster seat <laughs> children because this is gonna be a fucking ride i, I got this blanket on purpose just because oh that's upset. smart i'm upset and yeah. I, I want this blanket to just... i'm like pre-upset as well these are rough so, like i love yeah. how every episode we're like this is rough but, but no get, no really no but this <laughs> no, really. is rough like this one actually the next episode is gonna be even rougher but yeah, mm. probably. Like this, this was gonna be pretty bad. bad. Um, number, f- I, number six. I maybe cried when I was taking my notes because I got so scared. Mm. Um, which doesn't happen to me. That like that never me. happens to me. No, that doesn't happen to you, right? At all. So mm, I'm, I mean, gonna, I'm gonna pee myself. Probably. I might need to get another blanket. <laughs> Multiple <laughs> maybe blankets. Take, take some pauses. Yeah. Take some breaks. Just yeah. yeah. What, whatever we gotta do, we'll get through it. I'm and already for y'all getting if, goosebumps. Yes. Getting a little vomity. Okay, great. Well, do you have a trash can in case you vomit? Uh, yeah, uh, it's full. Oh, <laughs> it's well, full. It'll absorb. Oh, gross. Gross. <laughs> I can't believe I said that. Okay, anyways. Um, side note, technical issue. Oh, We yeah. got some feedback that yes. we didn't 
announce ourselves. Yeah. So, so because so, you guys don't know who's talking, so that's that's true. That's well, like I know who you are, right? And I know who you are, right? But like they but don't they know don't who know who we, are. who we are. They don't know right. our voices yet. So correct. So for a couple episodes, we will just we'll say our names, yes. so people will catch up with that. So I'm yes. Katie, and I'm Zoe. So I'm glad we had that talk. Okay, me too. So here we go. I'm All right, flip, fl- flip that coin. We're gonna flip that boy. We're gonna not knock everything over. This okay, is great. so hard to do with a mic in your face. Correct. Anything is hard to do with a mic in your face, but flipping Except a talking. coin. Well, I mean, even talking because I want to like lean away because there's something in my face. Oh yeah, I keep having to like just you like yes. come back. Yeah, come back to the mic. It's great. What do you want? Heads this time. You want heads this time? Yeah, I want you to go first because it's it's going to be a, a really heady topic. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Heads, you go no, first. Shit. I'm All right. throw up. I hate your Probably. topic. Probably. Okay, so for tell y'all me, that don't Zoe, know. Zoe, tell me what your topic is, Zoe Knowlton. Okay, okay, Katie, subtle. It's not how you say my last name. It's Knowlton. Um, well, just for people like, who don't know. I like to pronounce all the letters that I see. <laughs> it's not phonetic. You're right, it's, it's, yeah. it's Knowlton. All right, yeah, so It's fine. Uh, so my topic this week, y'all, is uh, the Black Eyed Kids. So, no like one. I said, strap in, get Wait, yourself a blanket, so get prepared. This isn't folk mm-hmm. war. Uh, this is, is this? So this is this is a mix. So there is you'll you'll find out in the story. Okay, I should specifically. Just, okay, right. Um, but any questions you have, feel free to ask them. I'll raise my hand. Yeah, okay. and I'll I'll let you know, yes or no, if it'll be answered, or I'll just answer it. Okay. So here we are. So the first thing about the black eyed kids, um, is what they look like. So are, are they? Are they are they kids with black eyes? No. Yeah, of course they are. Okay. <laughs> so uh, they're children, usually between the ages of six and sixteen. So any little fuckers. All right. Yeah. Any time frame and between there, uh, they're usually seen in pairs with one older child and one younger child. I hate that. So they're very very pale, like paler than me as a ginger. <laughs> um, usually with light colored like blonde hair. Um, they appear in. They appear in a variety of clothes that more often than not are outdated to, like, the current time period. Like, how outdated are we talking? Sometimes, like, Victorian outdated. Oh. Sometimes just, like, 10 or 15 years outdated. Okay, so just just at least 10 years outdated. Okay. Yes, it varies. The most notable thing about them is going to be their eyes. Are they They're black? completely black, lid to lid, no scleria, no pupil, Ooh. no iris. Eh. No, yeah, I don't like that. I don't either. I it. They sometimes try to cover their eyes by wearing like hoodies or like growing their bangs really long so that you can't really see their eyes. Mm, tricky little fuckers. Yes. So they find their way to either your home or your car. Sometimes they'll find you on the street and just like creepy stare at you and like follow you around. That's happened. I don't. What do you mean that's happened? Like people like like there's reports of um people walking down the street and then they see like two kids in the distance oh, and they're like fuck no. Okay, what's that? And then stuff will happen, which I'll explain. Like I have a bunch of personal stories too. Uh, like that's what a majority of this is after like okay. what they look like in the history. Okay. It's a majority of just let me read you some stories that I found on the internet of black eyed children. I don't okay. I like that. It's it's fucking crazy, bro. Okay. So tell me. With the kids, once they, like, show up to your door, you'll actually feel compelled to walk to your front door before you even realize they're there. So you'll get to the front door when there's a knock. Uh. Or before there's a knock in some cases. No? Some people note that sometimes there are power issues around them, like the lights will flicker or they'll go out. 
So when I was telling you about seeing the kids off in the distance, sometimes there'll be a street light above oh, them. Yeah, yep, and then uh, you see them, see their eyes, and the street light goes out. I got goosebumps. <laughs> I don't like that's like class that's like class A yes. type one horror. They're under the sodium salt lamp. Uh-huh. Of and then suddenly it, and then it bursts or just goes out. <clears throat> yeah, no, it gives me the spooks, the spooky oh, chills. Yeah, I don't Okay. This sucks already. It's it's it just gets worse. So there is a rumor that like Slenderman, the more you know about them, the more likely they are to appear. Cool. This podcast is canceled. We're <laughs> fucking done. This episode's over. <laughs> <sighs> so that's that's more on like the creepy pasta end than it is actual accounts. Okay. So a lot of the stories that I found are spread across like the no sleep Reddit or creepypasta or just like spooky stuff that people have found and seen. Mm-hmm. Um, so no one actually knows where they came from or how they came into existence. Uh, one theory is that they are an alien creation created to reach out to the people of Earth to learn about them in their homes, which is why they're modeled after children, because people want to help lost kids, right? No. Not me. <laughs> oh, you lost your mom. Suck to suck. <laughs> Hate it for you. Go to the front desk. Ask That's for help. awful. No, I'm totally joking. Like, I'm joking. Yeah, no. But, but like. I mean, in this case, yeah, I would probably say the case, same. In this case, your eyes are fucked. Go somewhere else. So the reason that they're considered to be an alien creation is that there's radiation poisoning associated with the people who did allow them into their homes. Of, like, real-life yes. cases. Yes. This is... Okay. Yes. This is not creepypasta. This I, is, like, someone acknowledged this... Okay. ...and had radiation poisoning. Something called moonburn syndrome, which is also associated with people who are abducted, who've reported oh, being abducted. Yeah, yeah. Or who have been really close to UFOs. They get radiation poisoning. The men in black. Which they call... Ooh, we're gonna go over them someday. Someday. Which they call moonburn syndrome. Okay. So another theory uh, has been created by demonologists saying that they are children of the devil himself. And if you let them into your home, you're inviting the demons and the devil himself into your house. So that's another theory. Don't like it. I don't like any of them. I don't like any of this. Along with the the alien alien theory. Yeah. um, There's actually a report like someone reported during an alien abduction. That they were laying on the table, and it was like the grays, right. which right. black-eyed children kind of resemble with the, the black, black eyes, eyes and the pale skin. The guy reported while he was laying on the table, he saw like these giant tubes filled with liquid and what looked like children in them. And when he when he asked, when he was like, what the fuck is that? The alien, the gray said, oh, those are the children of the future. I'm getting goosebumps. No. Mm-hmm. The children of go fuck off. Don't, so uh, don't that, like that's a story. Okay. Now we're going to move into the history of the black eyed children. How's their history? We don't. Okay. Go for it. The first ever recorded instance of black eyed kids was reported by a man in Texas named Brian Bethel in 1966. Great. Oh, it's always it's always out. Yes. In the mid. Yes. West. There we go. Always. Always. I think that's just cryptid land. That's just. I want to move to Texas. Might need to re- reconsider that now. You really might need to reconsider oofka, that now. Oofka. Um, okay. He posted on a forum for ghost hunters about his experience, and he reported that he was parked in his car in front of a movie theater to write a check and was so involved in what he was doing, he didn't notice two boys aged between 9 and 12 approaching his car. 
until they knocked on his window. Mm-mm. He had his windows rolled up and he was just chilling. Always with his crack, AC on, right? Always crack your rear window if you can. Never crack mm. the window that you're right next to. Just pro tip. Okay. Pro tip. I'm getting nauseous. Um, so he said that he was immediately gripped by an all-encompassing, gut-wrenching fear upon seeing the kids. Okay. Which is common whenever you... The first time you lay eyes or when you're around black-eyed because kids, you'll you get this, like, fucking freaking the fuck out. There's something wrong. Exactly. So he cracked the window... Which I would not have fucking done. Nah. He cracked the window and the boys told him that they wanted to go see Mortal Kombat, the movie, which cool. was at that time period. He was outside of the movie theater. Right there. Makes sense. Uh. But they forgot their money at home and needed and were wondering, you know, hey, can you drive us back to our house and then back here with our money so that we can see the movie? No. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> he looked at the time and... As he, they saw him, like, check the time, the older one said, it won't take long. We're just kids. We don't have a gun. It won't take long. The fuck? We don't have a gun? Yeah. You're 12. Mm-hmm. What do you even know about guns? We're just kids. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so he looked at the time, and he realized that something was wrong, because the last showing of Mortal Kombat had started more than an hour ago. How did he know that? Because he's right in front of the movie theater and they had like the times listed oh, on the outside. Because okay. this was before the internet, before, right? Before this we had be- cell phones. So yes. they had to post their shit on the front of the... Correct. Mm. So he realized that and rolls up the window and says, sorry, I can't. And starts like making up an excuse not to. Good good boy. Good guy. Right. So as he's rolling the windows up, the kids immediately got really upset and started banging on the window. And saying, we can't come in unless you let us in. Let us in. Let us in. Run him over. Run him over. Uh, I got the goosebumps. Uh, yep, that one hit uh, me. So um, the rage that they experience, or that he experienced, mm-hmm. is really common with black-eyed kids. When you refuse them, they start getting really mad. Get irate. Because they want to come in, right? Yes, okay. they want to come in. So they either get really angry when you deny them or when you see their eyes. Either one. They get pissed ah i gotta go this again so he starts to drive off Uh immediately following this because fuck that he looks in his rear view as he's driving away and the kids are just gone completely disappeared and he wasn't close enough to any building that even if they ran in the time frame would have been able to get into a building or behind something my eyes are watery he should have seen those kids in his rear view mirror right yeah he should have oh my god okay (laughs) So, a lot of people actually discredit this because a few weeks prior, he was riding in that same Truck. paranormal... What are you... Words. Words yeah, are hard. Words Tactical. are hard. Just a second. Gotta look at the notes. It's okay. Uh, I believe in you. Forum. <laughs> Ghost hunting forum. There oh, we go. okay. Okay, okay. So, a lot of people discredit his account. Because when they look at the Ghost Hunter forum a couple of weeks before, he was writing about how people could, wondering if people could manifest their own monsters just by getting enough people to believe in it, which is something that we call a tulpa. So he was wondering if people could create a a tulpa just by all of them believing in a story. So they speculate that this is his story that he created and brought into an existence. And now people are really fucking pissed because they're like, you You created created black eyed -eyed kids and now we're fucking mad. We're all scared. Why is children well no i'm not gonna ask that question because that's pretty fucking obvious why little children with black eyes is fucking terrifying right yeah it's just because not not to mention all the like creepy shit that they say and do true 
let me in, let me in. How about I run you over? Okay. I don't fucking like it. So as a result of that, that was the first story that ever surfaced. And since then, it's it's shown up on No Sleep and Creepypasta and all that stuff. I first, you, you, you mentioned No Sleep. Yes. And it's funny because I, you know, I was on Reddit mm-hmm. for a while. Not so much now. So I thought No Sleep was like, oh, No Sleep, it'll help you sleep, oh, right? Oh, fuck no. <laughs> it'll <laughs> give you No Sleep. I learned real fucking quickly that was the opposite <laughs> of what that reddit was that subreddit was so that was that sucked yeah. i i am subscribed real quick because i couldn't sleep after i read like oh this is a nice story about how we're gonna go oh no no i'm not even logged into reddit on my phone but since doing these notes no sleep ads come up like from reddit on my phone <laughs> and i'm like fuck off no leave no, me alone no, stop we- oh it's bad so from here we're just gonna go straight into recounted stories that people have put online uh they're pretty rough. Okay. So this first one uh, starts in a snowy town within the middle of nowhere in Vermont. Uh, anybody that wants to like follow along with me, you can because you can find all of these online like super quick and easy. Just preliminary Google search. You don't get them. This, el- this elderly couple in Vermont heard three loud knocks on their door. So the woman opened the door, saw two small children, a boy and a girl. She recounted that the kids were not dressed for the weather. But didn't seem to be bothered by all the snow. Yeah, because it's fucking Vermont. That's just cold. Yes. And it's in the middle of winter. It's really snowy. Like, it's fucking cold. She said that the kids were... The kids told her, our parents will be here soon. May we come in? Are your are your, are your parents, like, on fucking ski-mobiles? What do you mean? How did the parents, number one, know no. that they were there? And number two, how the fuck are they going to get there? What? Right. I, well, I mean, ski-mobiles... <laughs> Because yeah. that's actually, like, you can, you put your vehicle yeah. away and you pull out ski mobiles, actually. It's so fucking weird. It is, but it's fun. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, it makes sense. And it, it's cold the balls. But, yeah, but how? So, yeah. They, and, and there's no cell phones at this point in time. This is immediately following, like, this is, I think, 2000 when this happened. Like So, barely cell phones. Are right. Not, ch- children do not have cell phones in the Correct. 2000s at this point. Yes. So. Because I would have been kindergarten, first grade, and... We barely had house phones. So anyways. <laughs> I don't like it. So the children did not make eye contact with her and just stood in the doorway after asking that. The woman ended up letting them inside. They did not make eye contact with Correct. her. Correct. Right, they looked they the down at the ground. Okay, that's mm-hmm. right. Okay. The first thing that she noticed after letting the kids into her house were that all of her cats were flipping the fuck out. If I always say if an animal is losing its shit. Abort. Don't do it. Like, Don't do it. It's that's, bad. A, that's a class 10 yeet yourself out the window. Yes. So the cats were yelling and hissing at the kids and would not come close to them. She sat them down on the couch and went to make some hot chocolate while her husband asked them some questions that the kids did not answer. Like just dead ass, just Refused. kept quiet? Yeah, did not say anything. Just sat there and still looking at the ground. Mm. She returned with the hot chocolate, gave it to the children. They looked up at her and she saw their eyes. Disgusting. She described them as black as a starless universe. That's some... That's no, I got chills. Uh. Oh, hashtag deep. Uh. <laughs> oh, that makes me upset. So as they took the cocoa, they said at the same time in perfect monotone harmony, may we please use the restroom? No. <laughs> Go back out in the fucking cold. Go pee outside. Um, so she pointed them to the direction of the bathroom. And as they passed her husband, his hand flew to his face. And once they were out of the room, he asked, did you see their eyes? And then pulled his hand away from his face to show that his nose was bleeding right as the power went out. 
all the power in the house. Goosebumps, goosebumps. <laughs> no. So she went to get her husband a tissue, which is what you do when you have demon children in your house. No, you get your a, husband has a nosebleed. No, you get a fucking gun. <laughs> you get a fucking gun. You don't get a tissue. I'm nervous laughing. This is awful. Um, so she noticed that the children were not in the bathroom. They were standing at the end of the hallway just staring at her. <laughs> I'm like clenching. I'm like fucking <laughs> arms up, ready to fight. Ugh. I'm straight, like nervous laughing. I don't I can get see your scared, eyes watering. man. Like, mm, this was bad. Um, so when they made eye contact with her, they said at the same time in that like same Dang monotone bullshit. voice, our parents are here. Who the <laughs> fuck are your parents? <laughs> no. So they then like open the front door, walk outside, leave the fucking door open, and made their way to the road where two tall, slender, bald men in black suits were waiting for them. I have no words. Uh-huh. The woman waved at them. No! What the fuck? <laughs> when she went to go close the door, she waved at them goodbye. And they, they, they did not wave back. Yeah. They all just got in the car and left. <laughs> I think this woman's missing a few marbles in the head. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a little much. Like, I wouldn't... Fuck no. I'd be like, get out of my house. Bye. Uh, So, a little while later, the power came back on. Over the next two months, her husband continued to have nosebleeds and was finally diagnosed with an aggressive form of skin cancer. Oh! Never had any problems before. That radiation, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Soon after, the wife started having nosebleeds herself, and now she describes herself as being in the worst shape of her life, health-wise. Ah. So, that's the first story. Oh, can it stop? We, nope. s- we stopped there. No, there's so many more. Mm-hmm. Get ready. Okay. I'll try and go quick through some of these because I don't want it to take seven years because this is really long. Um, so on March 17th, 2008, this is just, I'm going to read it straight from the perspective of the person who wrote it. Do it. I had my one and only encounter with black eyed kids. Before my experience, I had never heard of anything having to do with them. I was 12. I was sitting outside of the hairdressers in an old Chevy pickup waiting for my mom to get her hair cut. About 15 minutes had passed and I saw some kid walking back and forth along the sidewalk in front of my parked car. At first, I thought I recognized him as one of my friends from school, so I banged on the front windshield until he looked at me. Stupid little shit. Yeah, who the fuck does that? Nobody. It was not anyone I knew. At this point, I was not scared. Not yet. The boy walked over to my side of the car and just stares at me. I think to let me get a good look at his eyes. To freak me out. Let me tell you, if you've never seen a black-eyed kid, you have no idea what to imagine. Pupils black as the night sky. The boy whispered, you must let me in. And then I locked the car doors and ducked down into the space between the seats. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Five minutes later, he was gone. When my mother got into the car, she told me a boy with black eyes had come into the hairdresser and insisted that my mother give him the keys to the car. She refused, thank God. Thank God. Thank fucking God. How did he know where his mom was? Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. I, I love how I'm missing over those blatant points and you're just like, but how? I'm like, mm. but how, how did? <laughs> no one can see my face or my reactions, but I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, no. Katie does this thing where, like, when I scare her real good, she, like, freezes for a second. Yes. And it, oh, oh. Yeah. So any face. silence you get, yeah, that's what you, it is. She if, just frozen. If, you, if I'm not talking, it's probably because... I'm making a face. Uh Uh-huh. No words. All right, here's another one. I'm just going to read as it was written. It almost felt like a dream. I woke up to my dog, Lucy, barking. 
She was upright on the bed where my husband and I were sleeping with our 22-month-old daughter. Staring at the door like an unknown stranger was out there rummaging around. I thought she was just freaking out over a house noise. We'd only had her for three months and she was still a puppy. It could have been anything. Our roommate, a creek from the house settling, the awnings moving outside in a breeze. I wasn't too concerned initially. I decided the best bet would be to open the door and show her nothing was there. (laughs) It sounds a bit silly, but it's what we do with our daughter when she gets scared. And I figured it would work with a puppy, too. I opened the door and she raced to the front door. So they were in the bedroom. She opened the bedroom door and the dog runs to the front door. She stood there snarling at the door. It was an angry, violent growl, one I had never, ever heard her make before. Good dog. I looked groggily at her and then opened the baby gate blocking the doorway planning to open that door and show her everything was okay. (laughs) The second my hand reached the deadbolt, Lucy went wild. She started barking and jumping toward me, and when I touched the metal, she suddenly changed her temper. She whimpered, almost like she was afraid and backing down. I got goosebumps. Uh, Yep, yep, I just hit. (laughs) As her mannerism changed, so did mine. I wasn't calm anymore. My heart was racing and sinking at the same time. If your animal is freaking out. Okay. You just fucking fuck off. Um, I had been flooded with a mixture of fear and dread. I looked through the peephole. I can't explain why I looked, but I did. Outside were two kids. One was just a smidgen shorter than me, but didn't look much younger. I'm 21, and she looked to be between 16 or 17. She was slender and pale. Her hair was a light shade of honey blonde, and she wore it long, about mid-back, with long, thin, blunt bangs on the front that covered most of her eyes. She wore jeans, a light wash that's popular right now, and a thin-looking olive-colored colored pullover. She held the hand of a small girl who looked to be around three or four, in the same style jeans and a button-down of in an ivory cardigan. The smaller one looked at the floor shyly, but had the same shade of hair, tied back in a ponytail. She held a stuffed toy under her free arm, and it was identical to the one my daughter has. Oh my god. I don't like that. Had it not been for the feeling of overwhelming dread and fear, I probably would have asked these children in and given them some tea or hot chocolate to get them out of the bitter cold. They only seem to show up in the cold, I've noticed. Well, they're, they show up in distressful situations. Yeah. There we go. Playing on that maternal instinct. Something about them seemed off. At this point, I hadn't made any noise. I hadn't shushed the dog or grumbled. Nothing. I hadn't even turned on a light. The kids had no indication that I was there. They knew. <laughs> the older one spoke. She had a voice that was mature, confident, strong, and accentless. She held her head, her head tilted downward, and I couldn't see her eyes. She said, we have to use your phone. I stood frozen in fear. How'd she know I was there? What the fuck? She raised her head to face me directly, and that's when I saw her eyes. There was a reason I couldn't see them through her bangs before. They were black. No. She said, our mother is worried. I don't give a fuck. As someone who has always been interested in creepy stories, I knew that what she was the second I looked at her through the door. I've never been one to believe in such things as a staunch atheist and skeptic. Um, I'd written all of that stuff off as just whatever. I didn't believe it. Still, I couldn't rationalize my way out of this. I was standing with nothing but a thin wooden door between me and a black-eyed kid. There was no question about what was in front of me. I did not answer her. Slowly and silently, I backed away from the door, Lucy still cowering at my ankles. She kept talking. Just let us in, dear. Use your phone. I took another step back, and with that step, the tone changed. At first, she seemed polite. When I took a second step back, she became commanding, almost hostile. 
we're not going to hurt you. If we wanted to do that, we would have broken in. Oh, my God. I'll ask again. May we come in and use your phone? No, bitch. (laughs) Lucy snarled at the door and I inched backwards, though something inside me seemed to be slowly pulling me toward the door. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a physical pulling so much as a subconscious need to go back and let them in. I got to my room, covered up the window, locked the door, and sat there in dim light of the nightlight. I heard her call me back to the door once more. I didn't go. I didn't hear her again, and I haven't... I didn't sleep all night. I haven't slept right since that night. So usually it seems I have goosebumps out the ass. Oh, yeah, no, they're they're fucking rough, bro. Uh, It seems like a a one-time... One time deal. Like, you don't want them in. They just fuck off forever. Basically. That's what it seems to be. Cool. So Um, if any little child's like, can I? Nope. Fuck you. Sorry. I'm not sorry. Go away. Uh, let me see your eyes. It's a, it's an eye check for me. Yes. It's the eye check let, for let me. Let me see your eyes. Eyes, mm-hmm. eyes, eyes. All right. Let me see one more good one. I'm just going to cut it down to one more because I'm... Are you done? I'm losing my mind. Yeah, I'm getting done. A little bit. Oh, God. Um. All right. Here's a really good one. Uh, I had just moved to a new city with my wife. We were a small town newlyweds from the Midwest. We moved cross country to one of the biggest cities in the Southwest so I could attend graduate school. Being naive and new to the city, I habitually answered the door without a second thought. Mm. Never again after this. The first thing that should have tipped me off to the peculiarity of the situation was the fact that someone was knocking at six in the morning. The second thing that should have dawned on me was this kid had to reach over a rather tall patio gate to unlatch and open it before getting to the door. Wait. Yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm. Like there's a little garden gate and he has to reach over it. To, like, unlatch it. That motherfucker morphed through that gate. Let's be real. The knock at the door was startling. My wife and I were getting ready for work, a pretty normal routine. The moment I opened the door, I was over- overtaken with an inexplicable sense of fear. To this day, I can pict- picture him in my brain. Teenager, average height, average build, knee-length black leather coat, short black hair, and sunglasses. The sunglasses at 6 a.m. struck me as odd, and even more odd, he was eating an apple. He was very polite and asked if he could come in and warm up. I said no, closed the door, and slid the security chain into place. A moment later, another knock. I opened the door that was now chained, and before I could speak, he asked me again if he could come in and warm up. No, I replied, and attempted to close the door. Before the door could close, he put his hand out, stopping it on its hinges. He looked directly in my eyes, still wearing the sunglasses, and said, Can I at least get some ketchup for my apple? That's not what you put on your fucking apple. <laughs> Which kind of fits in with them trying not to learn about knowing. human behavior because who the fuck puts ketchup on an apple? That's not where that goes. Fuck goes that. Goes on your french fries. Mm-hmm. Oh, you fucking apple. Oh fuck that, I reply, albeit a little confused. Get the hell out of here. My wife is calling the police. He takes a moment to get his informa- to let this information sink in, lowers his glasses, revealing his black eyes, and says... No, you won't be calling anybody. At that moment, I force the door closed, lock it, and call out to my wife, who is scared shitless hiding in the bedroom. All jacked up on adrenaline, I rip the curtains back to look out the window next to the door, and he's gone. Absolutely no trace of him. I go out on the patio and check the gate. It's still latched from the inside. I was fucked up, I think to myself. (laughs) As I turn and enter the house, I notice a half-eaten apple lying on the ground. Uh. Yeah. There's another story that... You just dropkicked that apple. (laughs) Bye! (laughs) So there's another story that I I didn't read to you, but uh, this guy opens the door for the kids. It's like uh, he's Halloween trick-or-treaters, and 
the kid comes up and knocks on the door and it's two kids um and he's like okay they're not dressed up that's fucking weird um and offers them candy and they're like can we come in and use your phonograph wrong time period correct completely wrong time period so uh, that's a little spooky and that's when you get the spartan kick <laughs> so yeah all in all black-eyed kids are a little scary it a little scary it's something that never really jives with me about mm-hmm. alien stuff though yeah. is like they're like oh we're trying to learn human mm-hmm. you're supposed right. to be the most intelligent or at least more so than we are right and you can't figure out that ketchup doesn't go on apples right like why is it so hard yeah. to learn our behaviors if you're advanced enough advanced to be able to grow a human alien hybrid in a fucking tank but you yeah. can't figure out i don't know maybe maybe we're too simple like we're mm-hmm. we're, we're just a, it's a whole different it could be category of social interactions that they just don't have to worry about because they like telepathically yeah communicate whatever. Or whatever yeah it's just i mean it could be that they're so they're so intelligent that they can't dumb it down enough dumb it down enough that, oh, dumb it down to our level <laughs> i don't like that you can't dumb it down enough so now you don't put fucking ketchup on apples like i don't know but it's just one of those things like if you don't know then eliminate that from the yeah or maybe equation. it's like how if we had someone in the government that was trying to create something for like an alien race like something to trick them like 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 a black-eyed kid version for aliens right right they don't hire a specialist that's like top in their field to come in and like design the thing they just hire the cheapest motherfucker they can find true always does the best job right or gets the job done at least. right gets the job right for the cheapest price yeah. so that's that's what they do so if this alien race has apples and has ketchup Okay. <laughs> Obviously, those things go together because food mixes in all of its weight, shape, and form. So they're probably like, "What's well, like some? It's the same molecular makeup. It's just, yeah, it's just, it's just fuel, right? What are the most common food-related words we hear? All right, go. <laughs> Apple ketchup done. <laughs> That's our new motto: apples and ketchup. Perfect. Done. Apple ketchup aliens. Oh, oh God. no. Oh, no. All right. So there's Black Eyed Kids. We're done with that. Yeah. Bullshit. You're welcome. No. You're fucking welcome. I still got some chills. Oh, uh, what are you talking about this week, Katie? So what I'm talking about this week. Wow me. Is the great Amherst mystery. Ooh. I hope I said Amherst. I think it's pronounced Amherst because it takes place in Nova Scotia. Oh. Nova Scotia, eh? Canada? It's up near there? Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know the geological layout and the provinces and how the how that okay. works up there but nova scotia is fair enough up it's in well, canada if, if we get yeah, a canadian canada is the whole country so yes nova scotia is in canada okay okay there we go okay i was about to say if we get a canadian listener explain the geography of canada to me please i just don't know if they're a british because i know the british france mm. up there so i don't know if who, yeah. who technically but yes it is it is in canada there right. we go okay. okay got that proceed so this is poltergeist activity mm-hmm. the whole thing okay that takes place from 1878 late august of okay. 1878 to about june or july 1879 so like okay it goes on a little longer than that but what is recorded it's is like the main stuff the main stuff that is time. between that time so this is also really long okay like real long that's okay because it's it starts off got awful terrifying mm-hmm. and then it just gets ridiculously funny okay and it's just 
Well, I mean, that's what I would do if I was a ghost. Scare him up front and then just fuck with him. It, yeah, it's just nonstop. It's it's nonstop for a fucking year. Like, it doesn't stop and it gets worse and it's awful. That is awful. And it's scary. Yeah, it's scary. Then it just gets... Kind of uh, dumb. Dumb and annoying. Perfect. That's yes. a great way to end. Tell so, me. Most of my information, if not all, came from a book called The Haunted House, A True Story, Ooh. written by Walter Hubble. It was published a year after these events were written, and Hubble stayed in the house with the people mm-hmm. for six weeks. Okay. So he talked to these people to get their story up until he showed up, yeah. and then he wrote about his experiences in the house. Okay. Because he showed up to... Because he's an actor. He, he was a part of some playhouse, and then he literally went to Amherst because it was mm-hmm. so popular in that area. This wasn't like a just hush-hush, no one knew about it. It was the whole village... Oh. The whole village of Amherst and people across Nova Scotia... Like, knew about it. Knew about it. Showed up... I don't like that. ...the whole night. So, Hubble showed up to disprove this whole poltergeist activity and was like, within five minutes, it was, oh, no. no, no <laughs> oh, no, I can't disprove it. Oh, no. This is this is happening. So... <laughs> I made a mistake. This is... So, all, so you can Google that. It, it pulls up on a website and you can read the whole thing. Oh, hell yeah. It's actually pretty cool. So... So, this whole poltergeist activity takes place at 6, Pr- Six Princess Street okay. in Amherst, Nova Scotia. So, the, this, is, this, this, this household is a, is a two-story cottage where the second floor has all four bedrooms. And that's important to know, kind of the layout okay. of the house. So, on the first floor is the kitchen and mm-hmm. the parlor that they called it. And then right. upstairs, it goes, up, goes upstairs. The staircase goes upstairs, as staircases do. I mean, unless we're in the Winchester Mystery House. Oh, you beat me to it. <laughs> so, so the staircases go upstairs to an actual floor mm-hmm. with actual not hidden rooms. So there's four four bedrooms upstairs. Okay. So there are people I have to list off. There's a lot of people that are living in this house. So the owners of the house is Daniel and Olive Tweed. They okay. are two older. They're slightly older. They're like in their late 30s. They mm-hmm. have two two sons, Willie and George, five and one respectively. Olive, Olive's not... Oliver. Olive's sisters, two mm-hmm. sisters, Jane and Esther Cox live with them. So okay. Jane is 22. Mm-hmm. Esther is 18. Okay. Esther is the star of the show. Oh. Olive's other brother, William Cox, lives with them. And then mm-hmm. Daniel's other brother, John Tweed, lives with them. They also okay. come into play. Everyone everyone has a part of this, but okay. Esther is the star of the show. Okay. So the way that the book is written is that Hubble gives account of... All these people talking. He's an actor, so I'm sure mm-hmm. he kind of glorifies it a little bit. But he definitely tries to paint the picture of these are normal people. Mm-hmm. They aren't anything extraordinary. Like, Daniel's a shoemaker. Mm-hmm. The other boys are, like, farmhands. Just Olive right. and Esther stay at the house and do uh, domestic what women stuff. did in the what, 1800s. Yes. So, definitely gives an account of normal people. And I yeah. think he did that on purpose because that's something I picked up on. So... Where this story begins is August 28th, 1878. So this is the start of it. Okay. Esther had been talking about a man named Bob McNeil and how she was falling in love for him, right? So like some cheap rom-com romance kind of thing going Gross. on. And she's like, oh my God, I love it. Get that him. shit out of here. <laughs> Straight people. So. Fuck <laughs> 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 off. You just snorted. So. <laughs> straight people got me yeah i can't wait that's what got you okay oh, i've been trying all day so 
that evening, Bob shows up at their cottage and is going to just take Esther away on a nightly ride through Ooh. the countryside or this <laughs> ride through the countryside the lady countryside on his little buggy carriage thing drawn by horses yeah so at a certain point in their carriage ride mm-hmm. and it's was was noted to not be a characteristic of this fellow bob jumps out of the buggy and points a revolver at esther what a bitch demanding she gets out of the carriage what a bitch so she she's she refuses she goes oh, quit ballsy. being yeah she was she was noted to be more of a uh, mentally stout kind of human being hell like, yeah get she, it esther if shit wasn't going her way she kind of either threw a fit about her or was just like no i'm not doing that so okay she definitely says, no, what are you doing? Like, stop acting like this. Right. Stop acting crazy. Get in yeah. the car. She she specifically, get in the car. Get in the carriage. Same thing. Get back in the car. So she calls him crazy. Like, right. stop being crazy. This outrages him. And he actually is about to pull the trigger uh-huh. and kill her when the sound of another carriage spooks Bob. And right. so he gets back into the carriage and drives her and drives her home. Brings her home. Well, drops, I mean, you do drive a carriage. Sure, you do fine. drive a carriage. Okay, thank you for validating me. So, mm-hmm. drops her off at mm-hmm. the thing, never to be seen again after this point. Oh, yeah, no, I'd be like, fuck off and don't come back. So, it was kind of, from what I read, it was just an attempted sexual assault on mm-hmm. Esther. So, that's kind of what either she said or mm-hmm. people speculate. Right. That's kind of what I thought was kind of going down. So, it's just, yeah. if you read it somewhere, it's the attempted sexual assault is referring to this instance mm-hmm. that she had with Bob McNeil. Well, I mean, to be fair, I also would be like, no, fuck you. Get back in the carriage. Like, right. that's not going to happen. Sorry, dog. Right. So, this sent her into a state of depression. Oh, yeah. Like, real bad. Hardcore. She, for weeks, for actually about just a week until issues started. Oh, okay. Cried herself to sleep every night. Now, yeah. I have to know, Esther... Lives in the same room with Jane. So Jane and Esther sleep in the same room. Is Jane one of the other sisters? Yes. One of the other okay. sisters is 22. Right. So okay. So all of yes. Jane, Esther, and then Jane and Esther are sleeping Ours, in one room. Yes. Okay. okay. Got it. So the yeah. first night, about a week after the incident, uh, Jane and Esther are talking and all of a sudden they hear something move in her mattress underneath her bed under esther's bed oh i don't like that they accounted it to a mouse because right. apparently they had hay beds and oh just, yeah it yeah, just yeah. was like whatever fuck it it's the, it's the mouse and they went to bed well, i mean that's part of life with hay beds apparently yeah. or just in the 1800s you mm-hmm. just have mice so the next night both girls heard something scurrying about both of their beds okay so mouse they, brought his family they get up to go get the mouse right so mm-hmm. they're just like get up find it kill it because it's, it's keeping them awake so mm-hmm. they they identify they pointed out to it coming from a box so they grab the box and they put it out in the middle of the floor to which Mm. it jumps a foot off the ground lands on its side oh they kind of don't know what to think to process because that that doesn't fucking happen so boisterous mouse right so they take the box they put it back to where it was originally Mm. it does the same thing it jumps up a foot in the air Flips in the air, lands on not how it was situated. So oh. they scream. Right. Daniel comes running in, the owner of the house. Yeah. Uh, blames it on them being sleepy because. Right. Right. Because whatever. I mean, women's in the 1800s. Like, oh, no, you, you don't know what you're talking about. Wiener. Yes. So. <laughs> so. So he, yes, accounts it to yeah. all, all of that. You, that you so el- how you eloquently put it and went back to bed. So they, they don't think anything of it. It yeah. doesn't say what they did with the box. They just went back to bed. 
Mm-hmm. So the next night, Esther retires early to bed, complaining of a fever. Mm. Uh, she goes to bed. No one thinks of it. And then Jane later joins her for bed. So they so mm-hmm. Jane goes up into the bedroom. Shortly after Jane goes to sleep or, like, gets in bed to go to mm-hmm. fall asleep, Esther jumps out of bed screaming that her, there's something wrong with her and she wants to die. She's apparently just on fire. She just says she doesn't, like, feel yeah. so not well. She's like, there's something wrong with me. I think I'm dying. I think I'm dying. So. Oh, God. Which, if if none of y'all have ever experienced seeing someone in so much pain that they say, I think I'm dying, I want to die. It's rough. It's the fucking worst. And, like, I can't even imagine what her sister was going through because, Lord. Well, it gets worse. It'll, it, no. Oh, yeah. So, it's 1800, so they turn on, she, Esther has to take a minute to turn the lamp on. Right. So, like you said, when you see somebody yeah. who's in so much pain, Esther was looking very disheveled yeah. and visibly sick to the point that it actually scared Jane. Yeah. Uh, her face was red. It was noted that Esther's face was very red. Her eyes were almost bulging out of no. her head. And she was grabbing this chair that was in the room so hard, her nails were just digging into the wood. Yeah. So Jane screamed for everybody. Everyone in the house was now in the room trying to help Esther. She had grown pale at this point. Mm -hmm. So she was running a fever and was red. Now she's pale and super exhausted. So when they put her back into the bed, she started to swell up. Just her whole body. Everything. Hands, feet, her face, her eyes. And then was cold to the touch but running a fever. No. Yeah. Her... Entire body had swelled dramatically, and she was screaming from the pain. A loud thunder-like sound went off in the room. Olive thought that thunder had hit her house, or lightning had hit her house. Yeah. And she raced to the room to check on her two boys, to which they were sleeping. She looked outside. How the fuck do you sleep through that? Right. So it was only just in the room that this noise went fuck off. off. No. Yep. Underneath all underneath Esther's bed. I don't like it. So Olive came back into the room, looked out the window, saw that the sky was clear. She could see the stars, No, not even a cloud. When she turned around to return back to Esther, three very loud sounds erupted from underneath Esther's bed that shook the whole room. Esther returned to her normal size directly afterwards and passed out. Fell asleep. Somebody cursed this girl. <laughs> like, somebody straight up put something underneath her bed. And like, was just like, you're going to swell up today. That's, How that's do you like that? The, that's the only thing I can think of. Like, ha- what? Yep. Yeah. Maybe a little bitch boy did it. So, Ugh. the next day, like she it. seemed okay. She was a little little exhaustive from yeah. the episode. But she ate. She walked around. They kind of all collectively got together at supper. And they were like, we don't know. But we're not going to talk about it. We're not yeah. going to tell anybody else about it. Uh, so they just kind of kept it to themselves at that point. Four days later, Esther had another swelling attack. She made it to the bed, which she was in bed when this happened at this Mm -hmm. point. So she wasn't up and about. She had made it into bed and Jade advised her to lay still the best she could. All of the sheets that were on top of Esther were ripped off and flung into the corner of the room. Jane passes the fuck out. Yeah, no, that would scare me enough to pass out. Yeah, she just out. She went. She hit the floor. So... I guess the screaming from Esther, because mm-hmm. it says that the family came into the room again. Olive grabs the sheets and puts them back on Esther, like pulls mm-hmm. them out of the corner was like, what the fuck? Why is this over Why here? Why is this? That's not where sheets go. Puts them back on Esther and they immediately get ripped off of her again, flung into the corner of the room. The back of my neck is prickling and I don't like it. Esther's pillow 
pillow, flew out from underneath her head and hit John Teed in the face. What a dick. He, John is like, fuck this and leaves. He just walks out of the room. He's like, nope, we're good. He left. This unconscious lady threw her pillow at me. Goodbye. So, (laughs) so, well, Esther's still awake. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Esther's still up and swelling and she's screaming Mm -hmm. from the pain. Jane's on the floor, passed out. They don't even know if she's alive or dead at this point. They're just like, oh God. William, so the brother- Runs down to the kitchen for a bucket of water. When he gets back into the room, the same loud noises from underneath Esther's bed sound off again. Mm-hmm. And they're sh- it's shaking the room. She returns back to normal size and falls asleep. What the fuck? <laughs> Is this shit on like a timer? It perpetually gets worse. So An escalating timer. Yes. An exponential timer? Mm, I don't like this. So, uh, the next morning, they don't... Okay, so it's like the 1800s. They don't know what the fuck's going on. Right, yeah. They call the doctor. Yes. So, well, they decided they needed a doctor. They didn't have both back then. So, Daniel sets out to get the local doctor and explains to the doctor everything that's going on. Uh, of course, the doctor thought it was all nonsense. So, oh, yeah. Dr. Carwright, we're going to call him. I might be not pronouncing that right, but here we are. Dr. Carwright comes in in the evening and was checking out Esther's pulse and her tongue and her, like, yeah. eyes, whatever they do back in the 1800s. He diagnoses her with nervous excitement, saying that she must have received some t- kind of tremendous shock. As he says this, the pillow comes out from underneath Esther's head, all but one corner. So just kind of like, whoop, and then, like, still corners underneath uh-huh. her head. And then it situates itself and then goes right back under her head. The- I, was, I was about to ask you, like, what it took to get a medical license mm. in the 1800s, but I realized probably nothing. Probably not a lot. Because let me look. Oh, no, you just, you, you just, it's Nervous fine. Excitement. And then the pillow. He sees this. He, he saw it. <laughs> so as the doctor's like, did you guys see that? And he's loving it. He thinks it's great. Like at the, at, for, he's like, how, how exciting. John recalls the pillow being thrown in his face. So apparently John was like on the bed mm-hmm. or nearby. He recalls to the doctor that the pillow got thrown mm-hmm. into his face, kind of like as a grumble, grumble kind of thing. And then the pillow starts to move again. John grabs the pillow to try and hold it still underneath Esther's head. Mm. The will with with a force stronger than John, the pillow is ripped away from him. And John says that it's it was like someone was grabbing the pillow, like someone was on the other side of the pillow pulling it from him. I don't like that. Yeah, so the loud noises sound again from underneath the bed. The doctor looked under the bed and found nothing. So Mm -hmm. he kind of starts to, like, back away because he's like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Mm -hmm. A piece of the wall. No, no, as he was walking away. Let me back up. As he was walking away, the sound was now in the flooring following him as he was walking towards the door. Oh, no. I don't like that at all. That gave me real bad. I don't like it. It's rough. So... It follows him as he gets to the door. He stops and turns, like, starts, turns back towards Esther. The bed sheets were ripped off again and thrown into the corner. The sound of what they said is an instrument writing on the wall could clearly be heard by all in the room. Everyone heard it. And the words, Esther Cox, you are mine to kill, formed on the wall above Esther's bed. I hate that. I just gave myself goosebumps. I hate that. So much. I hate that less than the sounds following him, but. That one died. Nope. Yep. So that's fun. As they're all standing there looking at the writing on the wall, Mm -hmm. a piece of plaster comes off the wall and flies towards the doctor, but it doesn't hit him. It just lands on the floor in front of him. He picks it up, puts it away because he just 
he just picks it up and just kind of puts it on a table next to him. Because mm-hmm. no one knows what the fuck to do the thing right, at this yeah. point. The loud sounding started again, but it's even louder. Like, it's getting louder and is still shaking the entire room. This continued for two hours. The pounding did. Jesus. So after everything calmed down, the doctor said he would return in the morning to give Esther something to calm her nerves. (laughs) You can't can't calm somebody's nerves when they just got told they're going to be killed. That's not going to help. Well, that's the power of morphine, baby. Well, I mean, okay, touche. (laughs) Horse tranquilizer or something. I mean, enough enough tranquilizer. What is that, ketamine? I think that's the thing. Horse tranquilizer? I don't know. That's a TikTok. Oh, <laughs> oh, it is. begins with ketamine. That is, yep. Yep. So, next Ooh. morning, the, doc- the, the doctor does return, and Esther was also up and about, but she was definitely, as as is to be expected, she's she's freaking the fuck out. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. I'd be freaking out real bad. So, no thanks. She, so, they're, they're doing the breakfast deal, right? Yeah. She went down into the cellar. Only Why? Only two uh, food. Oh. They kept her in the oh, cellar. Oh, to get stuff. Yeah, okay. So, they kept, like the cold things, things that need to be kept chilled a little bit. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. So, goes down to the cellar to go get food, Mm. and she returns screaming that there was someone in the basement (sighs) because a plank was thrown at her. (laughs) The doctor went down to go check to see if there was someone in the basement, and nothing was down there. The doctor returned and asked Esther to go down with her, go with him. Esther and the doctor would go down together. When they both went, potatoes were whipped at them, and they both... (sighs) said fuck it and just ran out of the cellar i've never been betrayed by potatoes, potatoes. but i can't imagine how awful that is it hurts oh so the doctor left and he returned at be- bedtime to administer administer sedatives morphine being one of them uh-huh. at 10 o'clock okay after giving her the medicine the loud pounding noises commenced once again right but much louder of even, course even more louder i mean you gotta get through the morphine haze more you know what I mean? More <laughs> rapidly. Oh. The sounds left the room and went to the roof. Fuck off. Why are you on the roof now? The doctor ran out of the house to look and see if there was something on the roof. Yeah. When he returned, he said that the sound could be heard outside of oh, the house. Oh, Jesus. Like there was someone hammering away at the roof with a sledgehammer, but in the moonlight, he said there was clearly nobody on the roof. Fuck off. Nope. Two hours later... Everything quieted down, and the doctor was like, all right, um, I'm leaving. I'm out. This is It's midnight. I gotta go sleep. But he said he would come back in the morning. When the doctor went out the front door and up to the gate to leave the property, he said the pounding on the roof resumed. As he got 200 yards away, he Mm. could still hear the pounding on the roof. Jesus. So the pounding becomes worse Uh consistently, like, even throughout the day. It does not stop. And that's just people mean. walking by can hear the pounding. So it's like, like I said in the beginning, yeah. the people in the village are hearing this shit. Yeah, like, like it's they not, know something's happening. Yes, now. everyone, everyone. So basically, now at this point, the village knows that there is something going on at Six Princess Street. God damn, this went from like zero to fucking thousand. But it was noted that Esther feels comforted when the pounding's going on. She's not really bothered too much by it. So this goes on for three weeks, and. Three weeks after the doctor's first visit, so that time period, they were standing around Esther's bed and she's having a fit again. Uh So she throws her arms up in the air and begins to have seizure-like spasms. And even when she was having the swelling, she was also having some spasms. Mm -hmm. She became cold and rigid 
and then began to talk about the incident with Bob McNeil. Kind of just rattling it off. Oh. After recounting the story, she comes back to... I guess she was not there when she was talking about this. So the yeah. family tells her what she said. And then Esther breaks down and cries and said that it was true. Olive said, so this is, this is a buildup. So Olive said that it was Bob that was doing all this. Somehow he was behind it. And <gasps> I called af- that earlier. after she exclaimed, Bob was behind all this, three distinctive raps were heard shaking the whole house. To which Jane said that she believes whatever it is can hear them. And again, the house shook three times. It was agreeing. It was Beelzebub. So what does the three mean? Mocking the Trinity. There you go. Thanks, Zach Bagan. <laughs> Zachary Bagel Bates. So the doctor asked if the entity could hear them, like had Jane has suggested. Yeah. And again, three knocks were heard shaking the house. What the fuck? Yes. Yeah, so this is now becoming responsive. I don't like that. No one did. I, mean, I don't like no that one, it's doing no a talkie. The doctor asked if the entity could knock how many people were in the room. Five knocks rattled off on the floor. The doctor, Daniel, Olive, Esther, <sighs> and Jane were all in the room. William and John just cannot take it. And they're kind of just... No. Bye. Yeah, They're I'm just done. not present at this point. They're just kind of like, no. After this night, the manifestes, manifestations only occurred when Esther was in the house. Uh, was, move her the fuck out. So basically, it was happening at any point in time, day, night, didn't matter as long because she would leave the house sometimes to go on walks. Good. She Stay the fuck out. She didn't have a job. So, well, I mean, she couldn't have a job with this bitch following her around. Well, she eventually gets a job. That's oh. hilarious. Oh, that's that part's it just gets ridiculous. Okay, proceed. So, as these poundings can be heard, mm-hmm. this starts to spread throughout this area, right? Okay. So a month after the manifestation started, a Baptist clergyman, Dr. Edwin Clay, visited the home under the guise that it was all but a ruse. Rude? Ruse. Oh. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Two R words. Okay. Ruse. But you said rude. Rude. Because this guy's rude. Yes. Yes. (sighs) However, he got to experience all of it. Fuck. And he even saw the writing on the wall. He became such a believer of it, mm. and being a Baptist clergyman, he actually started to defend her. And oh. was like, no, like, this is real, this is happening. Another minister, Reverend Dr. Temple, also came to the house and experienced these same manifestations. He experienced, obviously, the most common ones, mm-hmm. and it was noted that he witnessed a cold bucket of water start to become agitated as if it was boiling. Oh, I hate that. I hate that a million and one times. I don't like that. So with the doctor coming, the, the Baptist clergyman and the reverend, it started to become actually like a town attraction. Yeah. People wanted to witness this manifestation and would actually come to the house. Police were being called. So this, this was not just a singular in the house. No one knew what was going yeah. on. The whole fucking town do yeah everybody they were coming to watch so oh, that would be so annoying too at like two in the morning you're like oh fuck the banging's starting again that's like the worst neighbors ever yep that's awful it's awful and it gets worse so this goes on till december so basically it started first okay. of september it is now december mm-hmm. esther was taken ill by i meant to look up this word and how to pronounce it i believe in you oh god diphtheria Diphtheria. There we go. Got you. I don't know what that is. Do you know what that is? It's a disease that um, would actually, it's funnily enough, I forgot to mention this in the Black Eyed Kids part, but um, 
part of the reason people think that it like people theorize that they're just ghosts of children that died of diphtheria in the Victorian age because diphtheria will cause your eyes to glass over and like sink in and you get really sick. It's it's just it's an illness. Oh, okay. Oh, she got it. Esther got it. Oh, Jesus. And she was bed bound for two weeks. Yeah. While she was ill, the manifestation stopped. That was nice. She got a nice little break from that. So after she got better after two weeks, mm-hmm. she went and stayed with her other sister in Sackville, New New Brunswick for two weeks. Okay. She stayed there. While she was at her sister's house, which I don't know why her sister agreed to even take her in. I'd be like, no, you take your fucking ghost and go somewhere else. Uh, while she was at her sister's house, nothing happened. Oh, hell yeah. Just fucking live there then. Yeah, right. Shit. So she, but she came because she thought it stopped. So she came back to, oh. to the cottage where Daniel and everyone lived and all of her sister. Mm-hmm. So it was it was noted at this point that while she was gone, Jane and Esther's room were moved into another room. So their, their furniture. Okay. So like if I took my yeah. bedroom furniture and moved it in here in right. this room. So they just switched bedrooms because they thought maybe that would help stop it. It did not. It did not. While they were trying to sleep one night. Uh-huh. Esther claimed that she could hear a voice saying the house would be set on fire by a ghost. Nope. The voice also said that it had once lived on this earth, but had been dead for some years. So Esther told this to Jane. Jane said, all right, family meeting again. This bullshit's still going on. Daniel brushed it off because right. how can how can a house be set on fire by a ghost? As he said this. Oh, fuck no. A lit match fell from the ceiling and landed on the bed. No. Yep. Jane quickly put the match out before the fire could spread. Fuck off. Nope. Over the course of 10 minutes, it was noted 8 to 10 matches fell from the ceiling a lit. But the family was able to put them out before any damage was done. Who gave this fucking poltergeist a matchbook? The knocking at this time... (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) That was actually my thought. I was like, how? where the fuck? So... Matchbook. That's the only explanation. It's just got a fucking matchbook and it's like... Here's one. Here's one. Like, fuck off. No. Stop. Stop. That's a waste. You're just wasting. Save the turtles. So Mm. the knocking at this time has started and the family started to converse with the unknown force because they know now. They could talk back. It could talk. So basically what they came to the deduction of is that one knock was for a no. Mm. Three was for a yes. Mm -hmm. And two was for IDK. (laughs) So Daniel asked if the house (sighs) was to be set on fire and there was three... Very loud knocks. What a dick. Five minutes later, a fire had started in the house. Where? Esther's dress, while they are all watching this. No, While they are all watching this, she had a dress that was hung up on the wall next to the door, was pulled from the wall, rolled up, thrown under Esther's bed, and set on fire. They watch that. They watch it, like, come off the wall, get wrapped up, thrown under the bed. Lit on fire. Uh, I don't, mm-mm. So they oh. were able to grab it and put it out. At this point, they were convinced that it was a ghost of no goodwill or the devil. You're damn fucking right. Demons. Demons, demons, Ooh. demons. So three days okay. after the dress fire, Esther and Olive were in the kitchen as they were usually every morning. Mm-hmm. When smoke started to come up from the cellar. Oh, God. Olive and Esther raced into the cellar with a bucket of water only to see that a barrel of wooden shavings were on fire and burning the floor, burning underneath the first floor where they were in the kitchen. So at that point, it was too out of control for a bucket of water. They were like, the house is done for. So they both run out of the house screaming that their house was on fire. This 
this part was strange. This part was okay. very odd and has no explanation. A stranger to the village uh-huh. they had never seen before ran into their house grabbing the kitchen rug and ran down into the cellar and put the fire out. He came back out of their house and before the women could even talk to this guy, he walked the fuck off. And that was that. That was the first and last time they saw who that saw that person. Don't know who he was. Was not somebody of the village. Didn't wait for a thank you. Left. Okay, that's wild. So that rumor started to spread, and people at this point started to believe mm-hmm. that it was not Esther just being crazy. crazy that because why would she set her own house on fire? And also was not in the same room right. under the watch of Olive, and the mm-hmm. two boys were outside in the yard. Yeah. So it was people were more and more starting to believe that yeah. it was happening. So maybe she telling the truth and is not on her roof hitting the roof. No. All night long. No. No one's on the roof. That's so stupid. Santa's on the roof. Satan's on the roof, actually. <laughs> Two S's. <laughs> Reorganize those letters. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, you're welcome. I hate that. Okay. <laughs> so, anyways, a week later, while everyone's sitting in the parlor, a ghost manifested to Esther and she exclaimed, so I got the quote that was written yeah. in the book by Hubble. Look there, look there. My God, it's the ghost. Don't you all see him? There he stands in all gray. See how his eyes are glaring at me and he laughs when he says I must leave the house tonight or he will start a fire in the loft under the roof and burn us all to death. Oh, what shall I do? Where shall I go? The ground is covered in snow and yet I cannot remain here for he will do what he threatens he always does. So he has been talking to her for a while. And actually manifested. Did they see him? It did not say. Okay. It did not say if they saw him. Okay, because just the fact that she can see him and he has been talking to her and the fact that she said he always does like bitch you've been warned what's gonna fucking happen for a while and you still come back Rude. well apparently it was like she needs to leave tonight right like for good so it, it kind of there's a there's more explanation coming okay proceed about what's what's going on okay. with the whole like ghosts i'm and- just annoyed now yeah so i told you it was scary <laughs> at first now it's just fucking annoying so she has to leave she has to go because right. what basically the layout of amherst is mm. is that they're on a bay mm-hmm. and if the wind blows how it was blowing that night if their oh. house caught on fire the wind would carry the flame and catch the whole village on fire oh fuck so she yeah. had to go so daniel was like, it's okay, like, I'm sorry, but please know that we're not casting you out. It's the ghosts. Mm. Like, we're sorry. So, basically, he thinks of a neighbor by the name of John White. Mm. And Daniel goes to him and pleads for them to take Esther. And then John White's wife Mm -hmm. agrees to take her. So, the White family takes in Esther. Okay. For two weeks, the ghosts did not bother Esther at her new home. Okay. But by the end of the third week... As Esther was scrubbing the hallway floors with a brush, the brush disappeared from her hands. Fuck off. Just leave this poor girl alone. The ghost telling her he took it. What a cunt. Esther, Mrs. White, and the daughter, Mary, searched the hall looking for the brush. The brush fell from the ceiling moments later, grazing her head. The ghost had, at this point, became more powerful. He would tell Esther how much money people had in their pockets and began answering questions even to the White family. So I hate this it. ghost became like pretty much all knowing. I hate of, that. Like shit in the room. I don't like that. After six weeks, 
of Esther being there, the ghost started to set the house on fire. Matches started to fall from the ceiling in the White family's house. So John White suggested that Esther worked in the his dining saloon. Mm. And she, oh, no. I, I couldn't understand if she was supposed to live there. Mm-hmm. But she worked there during the day. Mm-hmm. But I, it, I think she also would sleep there. Right. I mean, that would make sense because if your business burns, you probably have insurance for that. But... I mean, or it's easier to recover maybe, yeah, from a business than it is from a home. And also, I'd Her rather lose a business, business than my family. Than my house, yeah. So, Ugh. she started working in the dining saloon where the manifestations okay. did not stop. Oh, no. No, did not stop. And people were either coming to witness or try and Ooh. give suggestions on how to stop the manifestations. That's also a good way to make some fucking money. Yes. Okay, he's a smart businessman. One suggestion was is that she would put glass in her shoes oh i hate that and then her nose started to bleed because of that so obviously that theory was abandoned that was something that was noted and i thought that was very odd that her nose would bleed from the glass it's like what kind of fucking glass are you putting in your shoes the ghost probably Ooh. well they used to depending on what glass it was like it could have been mirror glass and the back of those used to be painted with lead oh there we go yeah so i mean it could be that could have been that so some stories were written about what happened in the saloon. Mm-hmm. So the ghost was slamming the stove of the kitchen door. Rude. No. The stove door. Yeah. Excuse me. So in the kitchen, slamming the stove door. Mr. White got, is fed up with mm. this ghost. I mean, that would piss me off too, like repeatedly slamming Coming my a fucking stove oven. Door. Oh my God. Oh. So he jams an axe handle <laughs> in the stove door so that doesn't happen. The ghost removed... Both the door and the axe handle, and then let them both crash to the floor. For some odd reason, people I guess know each other. It's a small town. It's the 1800s. So the so it was noted that the inspector of the fisheries in Nova Scotia was called in by Mister White, Mm -hmm. to which he put the door back on, jammed it again. The ghost took out the axe handle, took off the door, and slammed it again on the ground in front of this guy, the inspector of fisheries in Nova Scotia. Did it again. What the fuck? John White's son had a knife. Oh, no. And was apparently he, the, the son had the knife out. The mm. knife was ripped from his hand. Nope. And stabbed Esther in the back. The son removed the knife and put it away, to which the ghost pulled the knife back out of the boy's pocket and stabbed Esther in the same exact spot seconds later. I hate that so much so, I can't even breathe. He gets stabbed in the same spot twice. I want to throw up. Mm. So apparently the little boy hid the knife mm-hmm. and like just away from Esther. Yeah, never go near her ever again. So someone tried. Yeah, right. Oh, that <laughs> poor thing. This poor thing. So someone tried to place iron spikes on her lap to stop the manifestations. I don't know what that's about. If there's some biblical something or I other. No idea. I have no idea. So they're like, let's place four iron. It said three to four. Three to four iron spikes on her lap to see if it would stop the manifestations. It didn't. But when they went to go grab the spikes off of her lap, they became so hot, no one could touch them. Oh, I hate that. And then they were launched across the room easily 20 feet away. I'm sweating. Furniture would move across the room in broad daylight. Did not matter what time. It was Uh noted that a 50-pound box was just thrown across the room. Just, you This is like the big papa fucking spooky garbage. I don't like this. It doesn't. Can't stop, won't stop. So... It was, it was noted in the book that people who were, like, the like the guy from the fisheries, mm-hmm. 
people of that nature came to the saloon and witnessed this stuff. Right. So like notable people that like you can trust what they say. Yep. I hate that. Yep. So by March of 1879, Mm -hmm. so we're in the next year, Esther moves to St. John, New Brunswick Mm -hmm. under the guest of Captain James Beck. So she moved there to Mm -hmm. be under kind of the guise and investigations of men of a more scientific nature. Okay. So basically people who wanted to do kind of like the scientific method on her and ask questions and do all that fun stuff. So during this investigation on her, three ghosts were named in the conversation with the men. Oh. Peter Cox... Which apparently this this ghost uh, claimed relation to Esther. Yeah, I was about to say because her last, last name, name is Cox. Cox. So he claims that he was dead for forty years. The next ghost is Maggie Fisher. He mm-hmm. she claimed to be a no good ghost. It didn't say anything about that mm-hmm. ghost except that she was not good. And then the third ghost is Bob Nickel, the ghost who has been trying to set the house on fire. He was a shoemaker when he was alive. So there are three ghosts now. The these manifestations don't talk okay so if you're wondering how they got these names it's because oh my god they went through the alphabet painstakingly one by one it would go a b c and wait for the knocks i don't like that and they got these three names i don't don't like that at all (sighs) after three weeks of this esther went and stayed with mr and mrs van amberg van amberg yeah for eight weeks. It was a farm out in the middle of nowhere. My chest hurts. It was rough. So <sighs> she, while she was out there, had very little poltergeist activity. Oh, if, dope. If, All it took was if, the fucking cows. If none. So after that had happened, she was like, all right, they're finally gone. Mm-hmm. She went back to the cottage. With Her Daniel. original house. Yes. And the manifestation started again. God damn it. At this point is when Walter Hubble comes into play. Mm-hmm. So he notes his time. Okay, so this there. is when he enters. Yeah, so this is when he enters. So, like I said, he was a part of a theatrical group mm-hmm. to which he said, I'm done. I'm mm-hmm. going to go expose this chick named Esther for her shenanigans. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm going to go do that. Bye. So he arrives June 1st, 1879, to their cottage. After being in the room with Esther and Olive for five minutes, mm-hmm. his umbrella was thrown over his head and across the room, and a knife was thrown up over Esther and landed at his feet. I don't like that at all. So he kind of was like, oh. <laughs> Where's the kid? I'm going to go in the parlor. Huh? Right. So he's trying to keep an eye on Esther and watch her. Mm-hmm. So obviously he's like, okay, the fuck? So he gets up and goes into the parlor room. It's said that he has a, his satchel with him, right? Mm-hmm. So he goes in, into the parlor freaking out. Yeah. His satchel was ripped from him, thrown across the room, and another piece of furniture, he had sit down. He had sat down in a chair at this point. Mm-hmm. Another piece of furniture, another chair, was slid across the floor and played bumper cars with oh, his chair. No. He noted at this point, it would have been a, it was a great time to go take a walk through the village and see its beauty. It's a great time to get the fuck up at this bitch. That's what it is. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) He walked. So he went for a walk. He came back in and he said that there were seven chairs in the parlor Mm -hmm. and they all tipped forward and slammed to the ground to where they were not sitable in. He goes into the kitchen and all the chairs in the kitchen do the same thing. They all flip forward so he cannot sit in the chairs. 
This ghost does not want him to sit down. Three of them. Three of the ghosts. Oh, yeah. The, these three ghosts. These I'm three sorry. ghosts, they do not want him in there. So he, he even was like, they don't like, they don't like me in there. And the girls, the, all of the <laughs> Nestor, were like, no. no you sweetie. are correct, sir. You they are, don't. They don't. So he, conv- he converses with the ghost. And they were knocking on the table that he was sitting at. So finally, uh, nope. he was able to sit at the table. While he was doing this, he asked Esther to keep her hands and feet in constant view of him. Because mm-hmm. he's trying to debunk this, right? Right. Because, I mean, if it's knocking on the table, you're like, oh, that's just her kicking the table. Okay. I, I can kind of see where he's coming from, but also... Mm. Yeah. So, he tries to just whatever off the cuff, do mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. I didn't write down all the stuff that... The does that the ghosts do apparently mm-hmm. like stuff would disappear in front of him and reappear in the, like in the ceiling somewhere else like, like he that. witnessed that stuff he had shit thrown at him oh yeah he watched shit get get just thrown in general yeah uh apparently knives were thrown at him but well, I mean, he was never hurt you gotta upgrade from matches to knives at some point oh right? oh i'm getting there oh okay <sighs> we're getting there so he witnessed all the usual and yeah. he even gets them to be along the tune of Yankee Doodle. Oh, fuck off. No. Mm-hmm. He he says that it was also interesting that the ghosts were always quiet on Sunday. Whenever the Sabbath was around, they would not do their shenanigans. So that was an interesting note. But when it came Monday, it was, let's go time. Balls to the wall. It was balls to the wall. They resumed back their shenanigan bullshit. I hate that. The ghost would also reproduce any sound he asked for. They did not talk, but he said that he got them to make the sound of sawing wood oh God. and the sound of drumming and washing of a washboard. Okay, so this is like a Kenku ghost. Something like that. What the fuck? So he also continued to converse with them even more, and he found three more ghosts. So we're at oh, a total of six. six. Cool. So now we have Mary Fisher, who claimed to be the sister of Maggie Fisher, Jane Nickel, and Eliza McNeil, which all of them are uh-huh. three bad ghosts, which... I know I said Bob McNeil, and then I uh-huh. said Eliza McNeil. Uh-huh. They did not say that there was any relation between okay. the two. So, they are all three bad ghosts. Okay. So, we've got six. We've got six ghosts in total. So, Jeez. he said that they all wanted to talk. Like, they mm-hmm. would respond. It was no hesitation. It was just, he asked a question, he got the knocks. So, he n- gave one conversation. Mm-hmm. He had one specific conversation he said was only worth noting everything else was bullshit. Right. So... When I say that they answered yes and no, it was in respect of to Knox. Uh-huh. So the so he asked, "Have you all lived on Earth?" They answered yes. He asks, "Have you seen God?" They said no. Okay. He asks, "Are you in heaven?" They said no. I have fucking goosebumps. Right. Well, of course they said no. They're fucking here. He said, "Are you in hell?" They uh-huh. responded yes. Right, because you know, if you're not in heaven, you're in hell. Right. Right. So. He then asks, have you seen the devil? And he said it was a very loud yes. Okay. And that was the end of that conversation. I hate that. So much. So I hate that a lot. He recalls um, all the stuff <laughs> that goes on, stuff he witnesses. He said that Esther was commonly stabbed with pins, and he said one day he had to pull 30 pins out of her. The cat, the family cat, they didn't mention a cat up until now, mm-hmm. was thrown about five feet. Baby, no. And it, it was just thrown and then he was like, the cat obviously freaked out, would not come back yeah. in the house. And he said that the cat would wander around the house and then at some points would just fluff up as if something was there. Right. And then would run out of the house and not come back in for a little while. So, obviously, the cat also witnessed this ghost. 
Oh, here you go. This one's for you. Hubble requested matches from Bob. Just would be like, Bob, can you give me a match? One day he counted 45 matches that fell. And then the next day he got 49. Where the fuck is Bob getting all these damn matches? No one knows. Which leads into the next story. A trumpet was blaring all day long while Hubba was there. Jesus. To which I guess they asked if Bob did it and he said yes. So which Bob later dropped the trumpet in one of the rooms. No. No one has any idea where this fucking trumpet came from. Not a fucking clue. No one owned a trumpet. And it was like noted to be like a German silver trumpet. That's just expensive too. Yeah. And it just appeared in their house. And there it was. And, And Hubble has it. I he's dead, so hate that. wherever he gave it to, so, he, he took it. So, like, I hate to be that asshole, but, like, I think there's a reason these guys didn't make it to heaven. Because they're assholes. Yeah. Yeah. Dicks. All of them. Every sixth one of them. So, oh. Esther went and prayed with Reverend Temple, because I think that was something Hubble suggested. Mm-hmm. And when she returned, the ghost cut her head with an old bone found out in the yard and stabbed her in the face with a fork. What so, if that bone was one of their bones? That's disgusting. I don't want to think about that. Well, I mean, what other kind of bone is it going to be well, if they're hunting the place? I mean, probably like scraps from dinner, so it could have been like... No, oh, animal bones? Animal bones. It's scary I don't, if I think yeah, it's people bones. But I don't want to think of people bones, because that's disgusting. Hubble also said he, like I said, um, stuff was constantly thrown at him. Yeah. So knives. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said a paperweight, a glass paperweight at one point. The but, fucking trumpet. The trumpet wasn't thrown at him. Oh, it was just dropped. It was just dropped from the ceiling. He said stuff, anything that disappeared would just drop from the ceiling, would just manifest, boop, and just on the floor. That's fucking great. He he was never hurt, though. He said mm-hmm. blood was never drawn. He said he got a couple bumps that hurt really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said that even Olive's boys mm-hmm. were subjected to it. No. So one day he was laying on the couch watching Esther because mm-hmm. he watched her the whole six weeks to say whether or not this was shenanigans yeah. or not. And obviously it was not, as yeah. he said. So uh, one of the older, the five-year-old boy ran up to Esther as she was in the parlor parlor with Hubble. The little boy jumped into his, into her lap and mm-hmm. she was singing to him and playing with him. And his shoe mm-hmm. was pulled off and then whipped at his head. And of course the boy cried, but it was just, it was just a bruise. The boy was okay. That's so fucking mean. Yes. So incredibly mean. Jesus. What a dick. So, something that Hubble noted mm-hmm. that Esther would do is that she would go into a sleep trance. Oh, no. I don't like that. Astral projection. That's what I think. So, would go into a sleep trance and she would talk to people who were no longer of the living. Oh. And she would even claim that she would talk to her dead mother. Right. So, she nothing more or less was said about that and that she just said that she was in heaven talking to angels. Oh. Uh, baby, those aren't angels and that's why you're so fucking haunted. Right. So, part of me is like, did she astral project and that's why she keeps getting these ghosts around her? Because some people, mm-hmm. maybe, we'll, maybe we'll dabble into that because I also like that movie that has the astral projection. Conjuring? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I thought of and I was like, I don't know if that's actual astral projection. Um, like, I like the story it tells, but I don't know if that's... I don't know if that's... Co- legit or not. If that's coincides with actual astral projection yeah. theory. But so, I do know if you talk to demons, they're gonna fucking show up. Right. So that would make sense of why there's, like, six ghosts. Because some people apparently astral project and don't know it. Mm. So here we are. I just thought that was interesting that he 
I hate it. What, yeah. He also witnessed her swelling up and having a seizure. Oh, Jesus. That's still happening? Yes. Apparently, it was still going oh. on. Uh, not as frequent, I don't think, but it was yeah. definitely still going on. As July came, mm-hmm. so he showed up in June. As July came, the manifestations were so bad that the house was again catching on fire mm-hmm. and the walls were being broken by chairs being thrown. I hate that. So she packed her bags. Esther said goodbye, packed her bags, and left for the Van Amberg's farm, farm again, again, where the manifestations stopped. Yeah, no, I just fucking live in the farm. Like, you want to come visit me? Cool. Yes. But I would not put myself through getting fucking stabbed with pins. No. Fuck off. So no. Mm-mm. that's, you know, let's get stabbed a lot. Yeah, so she got hurt a mm-hmm. lot. It didn't really say that anybody else got hurt. So no. the book ends there, but I got a little mm-hmm. bit more information of what happened afterwards. So okay. Hubble apparently took her and convinced her to do a tour with a manifestation. So they didn't happen while <sighs> she was at the Van, Berg, Van Amberg's farm. Mm-hmm. It only happened, I guess, in other places. Why it didn't happen there? I don't know. I have a theory. Tell me. So what if, you know, there's places that are like super active because of ley lines, right? Oh, gosh. What if there are places that are super unactive because the inverse is true? There's the lack of ley lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could have been. It just could have been a spot where there was yeah. just no energy. Yeah. Or it was just like overwhelmingly good energy. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Right. Uh, Might have could have been. But whenever she would go in other places. It would get fucking crazy again. Yeah. Except for her sisters. But everywhere else, yes. So yeah. certain places she would go, manifestations would happen. Places she would go didn't, didn't. happen. So Wild. So okay. she went on a tour to showcase her manifestations and kind of talk about them. Mm-hmm. She did this until one night there was an altercation. Oh no. That was bad. I didn't go into de- I didn't couldn't find the details of that, but it was a bad altercation yeah. to which she stopped. Mm-hmm. She was like, no, and she returned back to Amherst. She worked with a man named Arthur Davidson. Mm-hmm. Arthur Davidson. There we go. His barn was burned to the ground and Esther was to be blamed for. So of course. she was actually found guilty and was sentenced to four months in prison. What the and fuck? And she only served one. Oh, because of the out. fucking ghost? I mean, that would be my reasoning. Like, all the shit's happening with all the other inmates and, like, all that stuff. I'd I be like, know. yeah, I can leave. Get the fuck out now. So she only served a month. I don't know, good behavior also, mm, maybe. Yeah. And it, th- at that point, after she left prison, the manifestations deceased slowly decreased and mm-hmm. stopped after okay. she got out of prison. So Thank goodness for that. That was finally her break. She was married twice. Uh-huh. And then with her second husband, she moved to Brockton, Massachusetts mm-hmm. with her second husband. She had two boys, by one with each husband, and then mm-hmm. she died at the age of 52. Damn. That yep. is so sad. Yeah. So she kind of had a rough yeah. couple years. No freaking joke. I've also heard that, like, during that time period, um, girls who it, – it always seems to be like poltergeist activity manifests around like a younger girl. Yes, yeah. Um, and it's oftentimes – or during that time period, it was looked at that those girls were just hysterical and were manifesting it themselves. Yeah. Which I hate. I don't – I know, that's so mean. Yeah. Um, but imagine – like Hormones. understanding that fact yeah. and thinking about it, I'm like, oh – that's why everybody was showing up to be like, this isn't real. Right. Hate it. Yes. They wanted to debunk her rather than, which is, which is hard because you, I mean, if you go through your life mm-hmm. in the 1800s and you're just like, oh, witchcraft. Oh, it's just, you're just crazy. You know. Something new every day. Right. And it's just, 
even now, like, even if somebody was like, oh, the chairs are being, like, I've never seen it. So, obviously, that can't happen. Right. So, you, you don't believe it till you see it. But and here then, we are. And then you can never unsee it. <laughs> no, I don't want to. I like it. We're not playing the flashlight game. Uh, yeah, probably not. Nope. We'll play somewhere else and go somewhere. Somewhere that's not here. Not here. Not that's fine. fucking here. So. I'm just glad that you don't try and insist that we use a Ouija board. No, because I like sleeping, and I did that <laughs> shit once and never again. Yeah, you're going to have to tell that story once sometime. If I can remember it. Yeah, think about will. it. I'll think about it, and then yeah. we'll, I'll get back to you. Cool. But here we are. Sounds good. Episode? Whatever number this is. I don't even five. know. Five? Five? This is episode five. We're on episode five. It feels like 53. Every time we get done, I don't know, maybe it's just me, mm. but I wanted to ask you, do you just, every time we get done, we're just like exhausted. Yes. Because we talking this long and yeah. then pay attention, paying attention for that long. Right. Like, that's hard, and also, like, the subject matter is really intense. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, it just, I feel like I've run a marathon, and, like, I'm ready to cry, and maybe eat some food, and maybe drink, and then that's... Let's go get a pizza. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, Let's do that. So, let's do that. So, episode five in the books. If you would like to follow along, or see what we're up to, you can check us out at our website at www.hauntheribarelyknowher.com. You can also follow along with us on Twitter. Do you know our handle? No. Oh, are you are you serious? No, isn't it uh the acronym? Yep. H H I B K H. Yep. Podcast. There you go. Okay, great. That is, I do that, remember. That is our handle on both Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Please come find us. Come That'd find be us. great. Follow actually, us. we po- I try to post things. Yeah, I want to interact with you guys, so that would be really fun. Yes. Please. Do we are gonna we're gonna start doing things with our listeners. We're just yes trying to get everything up and going first before yes. we start incorporating that aspect of our show. And mm-hmm. if you want to support us and be a part of any future interactions, yeah. definitely support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash haunt her. I barely know her. Because that's that's the name of our show. Yeah. So strangely enough. All right. Until next time, drink your water, don't skip meals, yeah. and we'll see you see you next Friday. Yeah. Haunt her. I barely know her. <laughs>